Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning and welcome to Second Wind. I'm always looking forward to these shows and this one is going to be just as great as some of the others because it's dealing with a topic that I think many, many, many people deal with. And that is weight and the food issue. So let me tell you about our guest today. Her name is Leanda Ludwig, and she is the best-selling author and speaker. Um, She has a master's in science. You'll have to correct me if I said that wrong, Leanda. And she describes her work as a coach sultant. (laughs) She has a master's degree in consulting, was a popular speaker and behavioral therapist at the Canyon Ranch Health Spa and Resort in Tucson, Arizona, a really fine facility. She specializes in working with stressed out, frustrated, and disappointed women, and men as well who have been on diet after diet and have regained the weight and blame themselves for it. She'll empower you to understand the truth about dieting and why you should stop blaming yourself for weight issues. Linda is a myth buster of all things related to dieting. I welcome you with my arms are wide open here, Leanda, because you are talking right here to your client. (laughs) Your client is talking to you. (laughs) My client is talking. Hey, hey. Oh, my goodness. What is the deal with this weight? You know, you talk about stress in your uh, description of the topic. And I know we're going to talk about stress, but life is just not even existent without stress today. So is that the main issue? Well, you know, well, first of all, I want to thank you so much, Joyce, for inviting me to speak Uh, um, to your followers. I'm just uh, so impressed with uh, Second Wind, when we met and you told me about it, I was just all over it, and uh, I'm really um, impressed with your work. Thank you so so much. uh, Yes, dieting. (laughs) It is a national obsession, isn't it? It is. Um, Yeah. Uh, The percentage of women who are either, you know, dieting actively Mm-hmm. or watching their weight, or eating a particular way is absolutely mm. huge. And the sad part is 
that it's been reported that three-year-olds, three to six-year-olds at this point, girls, are worried mm-hmm. about getting fat. Oh, too early. Yeah. Too early. Mm-hmm. It, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're getting uh, that probably from mom who is also dealing with her weight or constantly on a diet or... Mm-hmm. That would be the norm, I would think, although they talk about food in school. But actually, the stress of it could become just to her home environment, right? It, it can be, but it also, as soon as um, you get out into, as soon as you turn on the television, you see something <laughs> about true. dieting. You yeah. only see um, media uh, people who are thin. Mm-hmm. So even if your mother uh, is good and and tries to prevent you from falling into this hole. Mm-hmm. You have the world around you that is focused on you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight, mm-hmm. and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Stress uh, is one of the most important contributing factors. But that stress can be coming from not, um, you know, the normal uh, things that cause stress, but from your own perception of yourself, your own hatred of your body. Oh. That's stressful. Yeah. 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 And, you know, there's good, there's actually good stress and then there's bad stress. Good stress is something that comes up quickly and Mm -hmm. goes away quickly. Just like a, a zebra running away from a lion. A, a uh, zebra doesn't live in stress. Um, but if a lion starts chasing it, sure, it has an immediate stress reaction, mm-hmm. which saves its life, uh, or it becomes lunch. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and um, then as soon as the zebra has escaped, its stress goes down, and it's normal. Humans mm. don't have stress like that. What happens to us is that we go and tell somebody that, oh, this terrible thing happened to me, and we keep replaying it. And right. so it's a chronic condition in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I totally see the difference in the two stresses that you're talking about there. Um, but I've... Uh, I'm one of those people that you're talking about. Starting out very young, I was over a little, always overweight. I grew up in a family that my sister was very trim, very active, very beautiful. And um, so I was constantly either compared to, I was at school, um, and probably in my home. But I also I learned to do it to myself. You know, I kept comparing myself to my sister. And so yeah. um, that happened so early. I mean, mm-hmm. I probably started that at three years old, you know, yeah. not realizing it, but um, it does. It plays such a big part. Now, I'm very curious in how you, how your life developed and led you into wanting to actually go outside of yourself and help people with the weight issue? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I had a, a little bit of a different beginning. I was thin as a, a child and as a teenager. 
In mm. fact, I was so thin, I had to learn how to tailor my pants because I had very long <laughs> legs. And back then, they didn't have the variety of sizes. I had to take, I had to learn how to take in the weight. Oh, but, my gosh. <laughs> isn't that something? But yeah. something happened to me in my 20s, and I don't know why. I didn't gain weight. But I started thinking I had to be thinner. And, oh. you know, that's, that's almost, um, there are disordered eating, and then mm-hmm. there are eating disorders, which are full-blown anorexia nervosa and bulimia. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I never got either one of those. But the standard, the Twiggy, who was the most popular fashion model at the time, <laughs> yes. uh, convinced me I had to be thinner. And mm. so what happened was I started dieting to get thinner. I was mm. 126 pounds, mind you. Mm. Um, and doctors did nothing to tell me that I should be seeing a psychologist rather than a nutritionist. Uh-huh. And um, I would lose a few pounds. I was eating practically nothing. And then my weight would, what they call back then, plateau. And I said, uh-huh. well, why should I just be eating a yogurt for breakfast and lunch and, you know, a, a dinner and not losing any weight? This is ridiculous. Oh, so my gosh. Stop. Right. I'm very disciplined. <laughs> yeah, oh, my um, word. Yes, it's you were. Crazy. I, so I'd stop dieting and go back to normal eating, which was not a lot. And I was very active. I was a very active tennis player. played hours uh, a day. Uh-huh. And then the weight would creep back, and then it would do something that I'm sure it's done to everyone out there who is dieted. Mm-hmm. It would add a couple of pounds. Mm-hmm. And I went through this. I had diet insanity, like the very famous quote from Einstein who says, doing something the same way continuously and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. <laughs> well, it's also the definition of a diet. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. been what I call gaslighted mm-hmm. to doubt our own experience, to say, oh, I must have done something wrong. Um, I cheated. I, I ate an extra cookie. Or mm. I didn't walk 15,000 steps on my Fitbit. And, and doubt ourselves when mm-hmm. the evidence is so clear. It's not us. It's the diet that is causing this problem. Oh. Is, is there such a thing as a, a diet for different metabolisms? I mean, is it that important that you find a diet that adapts or works well with your metabolism? Well, is that yeah, what you're asking, saying? Thing, unfortunately, and I know your listeners are not going to be happy to hear this, but between <laughs> 95 and 98 percent of people who diet, any kind of diet, any kind of lifestyle change, any mm-hmm. kind of, you know, vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo, uh, whatever it is, the statistics are the same. The weight will come back. It, and you're going to gain 
that additional insurance pound Mm. or two. Mm. It's like, Mm. you know, a lot of people love gambling, but Mm -hmm. they try to find something that has better odds. Because (laughs) if you have a 95 to 98% chance of not only failing to maintain the weight that you struggle so long to lose, but that indeed you will gain additional weight after that diet versus a 2% chance to maintain the weight loss. Hmm. What, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Not yeah. great odds. No. So, But we've been so, convinced by the diet industry that it's our fault uh-huh. because we did something wrong. We didn't try the right diet. We didn't eat for our blood type. But it's the, the actual unbiased research says, no, that's not the case. And it's starting to really come out in, in media right now. Even the, the New York Times is reporting this in their science section that diets don't work. So how does one, oh, so you, so what you do is you have an eating plan. Is that the difference? (laughs) I mean, it's not like a diet, but I mean, it's very fine there, I think. But by changing the words, it makes it (laughs) sound like it's a a better way of approaching it. Is that what's happening? Actually, no. You can use, no. Uh, see, this is what people do not want to hear. They don't want to hear that their body is their body. Mm-hmm. And it's the serenity prayer that we have to consider when it comes to eating. The serenity to accept the things you cannot change, the courage to change the things that you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, right. it, it's a hard lesson, but... You know what, if you were already, you know, a little heavier as a baby and it continued through your life, this is probably not about what you've been eating. It's about genetics. It's Mm -hmm. about your gut biome. It's about how you were brought up as a child. There's a very... um, famous study called the ACE study that was done by Kaiser Permanente uh, Medical um, out here in San Diego on over 22,000 people. And they found that from birth to age six, if you were neglected, abused, or even humiliated during that time, it can affect your weight as an adult. No, mm-hmm. uh, but there there are things that we can can do to um, make the situation better for ourselves. Okay, I'm not so saying let's... that you're going to lose the weight, right? But one of the things that uh, is being taught right now is mm-hmm. called mindful eating or intentional eating. Have you heard of mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I have, but I'm not. Thir- I'm not totally. Um sure what it that means i haven't sure. really looked at it very much yeah what that the, these gurus are now teaching and the, one of the things that i find fault with is that the gurus are all thin 
And so <laughs> you look at them and you think, oh, they did it. You know, it's going to work for me. But mindful yeah. eating is simply about paying attention to your food while you're eating so that you're not multitasking. You're not reading, you're not texting, talking to somebody. You are really in touch with how your body is feeling. Um, have you had enough to eat? And then stopping when you've had enough to eat. Mm-hmm. But um, that, So that's good for regular meals to eat mm-hmm. what you want. I don't believe in cutting out any foods. There are no bad foods. Um, n- not ice cream, not anything. Um, not chocolate, but you, because look, and we all have that skinny friend, right? My yeah. skinny friend is Yolanda. Yes. We played tennis together. We uh, did family events together and we ate together. And mm-hmm. Yolanda could eat more than a sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. She's still thin. <laughs> and I sat there and ate rabbit food. And Mm -hmm. the entire time I was eating rabbit food, I was slowing down my metabolism. So that's Mm -hmm. an important point. Not eating enough is going to slow your metabolism down even further. And it can actually cause functional hypothyroid. Right. Uh, That's when your hands and your feet are cold. When the outer third of your eyebrow um, disappears, your hair gets thin, there's a whole array of symptoms that you get from not eating enough. So you have to Mm. eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to nurture yourself. So is there a, there has to be a model, an acceptable model that one would use as an eating plan? I mean, because if you're changing from an overeater or a stress eater that just gets these cravings from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m., you have to somehow head that off or have a structure to kind of go by, don't you? Okay, so I I know this is, you know, people just don't want to hear this. It's like, it's going to be kill the messenger. Don't kill me, everyone. But there's a difference between an overeater and a stress eater. Okay? Let's oh, okay. That. Okay, that's a good place. Oh, yeah. Overeating is pretty painful, isn't it? Like for Thanksgiving, when all those foods are out in front of us and things that we don't eat frequently, mm-hmm. and you say, well, I'll just have a little more. I'll have a little more. Well, after the meal, you are so uncomfortable. You right. hopefully are wearing pants with a stretch band. Yeah. Or a belt well, I planned it. <laughs> that morning I got up, I'm going to wear stretch bands. Right. <laughs> In prep. Very smart. But, but you don't do that at a regular meal, right? No. You, you no. eat, um, you, you know, whatever you eat, you don't stuff yourself. But mm-hmm. I believe that the problem that is causing women to go up in their weight, besides dieting, because dieting mm-hmm. is going to make you gain weight, period. But okay. stress eating is a very different thing from overeating. 
because mm-hmm. you're not hungry. You're yeah. using food at that point as a drug. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a drug for stress. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, if you think about it, it's you realize you're stressed and you're doing something to try to alleviate the stress, but it's not the thing that's going to alleviate stress. And in fact, it's going to make you feel worse after you eat. Mm-hmm. So, do, you have a, do you have a tool that you give your um, clients so that they can handle stress eating? Absolutely. First of all, I want them to stop beating themselves up for it because Mm. I I kind of want to explain why certain people eat from stress. Other people drink, right? Other people do other things for stress. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you think about it, eating is our first conditioned behavior. When you're born... You don't know what pain is. You don't know what being lonely is. But when you feel pain as a baby, a baby cries. Mm -hmm. And then someone warm comes along and puts either a bottle or a breast into your mouth. Mm -hmm. You have this delicious um, milk, which actually is the same formulation as warm ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the pain goes away, and so there's an association with pain relief, love, and food. Yes. So that's why we use food to relieve stress. But again, it's not going to be a successful uh, method of dealing with stress. So the important thing is to learn First of all, what your stress triggers are. What sets Mm -hmm. you off? Now, if you eat at night, it may be boredom. You know? Mm -hmm. But so have you ever thought about um, what's going on for you? Why you would start eating at night? Could be a habit. Uh, Yeah, it's a habit, I think, more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like why you go for that one a glass of wine. I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a habit. And it's, if you, particularly if you're with a group that gathers for that, it's like, of course you're going to have a glass of wine because everybody else is having a glass of wine. So I'm going to be here, have a glass of wine. But it's when I'm at home and I tend to go for the glass of wine, to me, that's a habit or an addiction, one or the other. Okay, but, so I don't believe in addiction and food. That's, really? No, I don't believe. You know, we have to eat. We have. Right. Do you know that your brain needs sugar in order to function properly? Uh, yes. And you need salt for your body to function properly. So, um, you may be responding unconsciously to what your body is telling you that you need. Mm-hmm. Um. And having that glass of wine is fine. And, in fact, there's a lot of research that's showing having, like, one glass of wine a night probably will make your life longer. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know? Yes. The, the, yeah. the fact is people really don't know what is the perfect diet. People all over the planet eat different types of diets, 
And within right. those populations, there are thin people, there are average size, and there are fat people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's not what you're eating. It's what's eating you. Mm. So that stress eating, uh, the difference between being physically hungry and emotionally hungry or, you know, stress eating is when you're physically hun- hungry, it comes on gradually. And generally, you know, after a few hours after you, you ate your last mm-hmm. meal, mm-hmm. you do get hungrier than usual after working out, which is your body's attempt to keep you at that weight set point. You enjoy your food and you stop when you're satiated. You don't mm-hmm. have to eat any specific foods when you're physically hungry. A lot of things will satisfy you. Mm-hmm. You eat this way in front of other people, and you don't feel guilty after you eat. But mm-hmm. emotional hunger or stress eating is totally different. Yeah. It comes on suddenly, right? You yeah. can't put it off. So, so do you start with the mental, mental triggers that causes somebody to act on a habit or going reaching for food or you do you deal with the type of food that they reach for what what is the protocol that one does to start uh changing the amount of input of food that they take in okay so the first thing to change any behavior Uh is awareness Awareness okay. of what you're doing. Right. So yeah. what I would say is if you're going for food at night and you're not hungry, yeah. to become aware of it. Hey, right. Why am I eating? You know? Yeah. Um, and, and have this little conversation with yourself and say, am I hungry? Well, mm-hmm. if I'm not hungry, what is it that I need? Mm-hmm. And then... Listen to what your heart is telling you, what your head is telling you. You know, yeah. maybe I'm bored. Maybe I have to change my pattern. Maybe I want to read a book. Maybe I want to take a walk. Maybe I want to go mm-hmm. talk to a friend. Right. Or maybe I just want to have a little food, but I don't need to stuff it all in my mouth. Right? Right. Um, so that awareness comes first. And then I always say, before you head directly to the refrigerator or the pantry, yeah. think about what your mother told you. Oh, dear. When you were angry, <laughs> she said, don't react immediately. So it's, the word is even called react, not act. <laughs> yeah. Don't react because it's a habit. Yeah. Stop. Leanda, I'm going to stop you here because I, I know we've got more to say on this and I do want to hear it. But we have okay. to go to a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this, this uh, eating habit, breaking an eating habit. So uh, I, um, you're right down my alley. I have a nightly routine of going for food. And I'm like, okay. I know what I'm doing, so I'm going to have to listen very carefully when we come back from our short break. So while we're away, get your glass of water and be back shortly.
transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Leanda Ludwig, and she is telling us about food and stress eating and busting some of those beliefs that we have thought about dieting for many years. So, Leanda, we had, I mean, we had gone into, you were going into breaking the habit of night eating and realizing that, asking yourself, is this really, am I really hungry? So that you, right. that's kind of where you left us. So I don't know, um, you want to go further, yeah. explain more? Because sure. I'm Absolutely. standing in the kitchen going, uh, what am I going for now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So what I, I would want you to do after identifying why you're eating. Now, this is not just about night eating. It's about stress eating. And, you know, any time of the day, you want to identify, first of all, am I really hungry? Am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Yeah. And the way you can tell is the emotional hunger comes on suddenly. You can't put it off. You may mm-hmm. feel that you're hungry. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I need something now, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. need specific food, generally mm-hmm. sweet and salty, or like pizza, chocolate, chips, ice cream. You eat mindlessly. It just the food keeps going into your mouth without even tasting it. And here's mm-hmm. the important thing. You eat this way by yourself. You wouldn't eat this way around other people. And then you feel guilty and angry at yourself afterwards. So yeah. that's real emotional stress eating. Mm. And yes, mm. you can break this pattern because this is probably the way that most uh, people are putting on weight because we are also inundated with stress. Right. So I said that the first thing is to have the awareness of what mm-hmm. you're doing. Then yep. you name, you find the word that says, I'm angry 
you know, at my boss or um, I'm so tired of not being appreciated for everything I'm doing or whatever it is, that's okay. Just name it. Mm-hmm. Then the important thing is to stop yourself before you jump right into the refrigerator or the pantry by listening to what your mother said. She said, count to 10, right? Don't react right away. So Mm -hmm. during this time, this is your sweet spot when you can prevent yourself from going into a mindless eating situation. Mm -hmm. While you're counting to 10, you slow your breath down. You breathe only through your nose, and you start by slowing down, and then you try to slow down your exhale. So that actually engages the relaxation response in your body, which is known as the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm. So you're calming yourself with that exhalation. And I always Mm. tell people, because I'm also a yoga teacher, by the way, Mm. um, to, to focus on the expression in your face, to make sure while you're doing this breathing that you're not squeezing your eyes, that the space between your eyebrows, that muscle is relaxed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in that time, now, of course, 10 seconds is pretty short, but once you start doing it, it's going to be easier to extend that time. Mm -hmm. Now, the secret sauce here is that you have a go-to memory, an event in your life or a place and time in your life where you are feeling happy, joy, loved, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, for most people, it's not going to be with another human being. <laughs> There's a lot of baggage that comes along with that. But it, <clears throat> no, it can be with your pet. Because yes. the love of a pet is unconditional love. It is. Or it can be in nature, in some place where you had to stop and look at that gorgeous sunset. Or mm-hmm. you, the flowers around you, the aroma fills you. And put yourself in that place while you're doing this slow breathing. Hmm. That's great. Okay? I love all can, that. Can you feel it? Yeah, I can. As you were imagining that, you could probably feel yourself getting calm, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. I love the visualization. Yes. And not just visual, but try Mm -hmm. to hear what was going Mm -hmm. on around you. You Mm -hmm. know, if there were um, aromas in in the air, you know, see what you were wearing. Put yourself there. Feel Mm -hmm. gratitude. And that alone can be the thing that helps you to real. Then I'm leaving out the most important part here. While (laughs) you're in this calm place, ask your heart. And people actually do get a response here silently. Mm -hmm. What would be a better way for me to handle this? Ah. And listen. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is called Wonderful. heart math. Yeah. It's called what? And heart math. Math is an Oh, yes. Method. 
Yes. It, it, I have been a trainer since the year 2000, and this really works. It really, really works. And in fact, HeartMath has their own stress, Stop Stress Eating program, and I'm a, a trainer in Stop Stress Eating. Mm-hmm. And I train people with this and other techniques that I um, add as a bonus because I'm also an EFT practitioner and that's mm-hmm. emotional freedom technique or people know it as tapping mm-hmm. yes so to combine okay. the two of them is so powerful and the thing that I'll tell you is once you stop stress eating and if before you eat every meal you practice even doing this for two minutes it can help you to determine how much you need to eat so that you are not overeating or undereating. Now, that's mm-hmm. the other important thing. If you don't eat enough, you're going to slow down your metabolism. Right. I want to play just a little devil advocate right now. I've okay. also heard of drinking a glass of water when you get into that situation of wanting to eat, to sort of fill you up. Do you ever use that as a tool? (laughs) No. No? Is Um, that a definite no? (laughs) It's a definite no, and I'll tell you why. Oh, darn. (laughs) We have been told to ignore our body. Mm. We've been told to ignore your hunger, ignore your thirst. I mean, we have built in... Method. Oh, and, and ignore when you're tired, right? Right, yeah. But our body is the ultimate source of intelligence. If we just listen to our body, you eat when you're hungry, you stop when you're full, you drink when you're thirsty. You know, Pepsi Corporation or Coke, I don't remember which one it was, named a, you know, a scientific organization and then paid you know, so-called researchers to determine how much water you have to drink. Mm-hmm. They make this stuff up to sell bottled water. I mean, when I was growing up, no one walked around holding a bottle of water. There's water around if you need it, you know. It's true. Um, we didn't. We didn't yeah. have those little bottles. No, we didn't have them. And we listen to our body. When you're thirsty, you go and get a drink of water. But if you drink too much, did you know that there's a disease called hyponitremia? It's not a disease, actually. It's a condition that you cause by drinking too much. You deplete Mm -hmm. the salt and electrolytes in your body, and you can get a condition called um, where your brain is oversaturated, and you can die from this. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I'm still struggling to drink eight glasses of water a day. You know? Well. Is that what we would normally, or do some bodies require more water than others? It actually, it, it's dependent on what foods you eat, actually. Oh, okay. Um, wheat, uh, wheat products have the least amounts of, uh, and grains have the least amounts of water. But, I mean, if you look at raisins, Essentially, they're drunk. 
But if you eat the grapes, you're getting the water. Oh, no I see. To, yeah. No one has to tell animals when to drink. And they don't die from, you know, uh, not having enough water. Mm-hmm. We are an animal. We have to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we it, and it goes that way with sleep, with which, by the way, most people don't get enough sleep. And lack of sleep actually has an effect on two hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which affect our hunger and satiation. So if oh. you don't sleep enough, yeah, you can uh, end up gaining weight from that. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Well, how much of this information is in your best-selling uh, Kindle book that you have out? Yes. Uh, my book. You want to tell and, um, us about that? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, it was number one on uh, Amazon and mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of nice reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm working on uh, my second one now, but the first one is called Diet industry lies that make you gain weight. Oh, you just um, took on the whole diet industry. <laughs> Very I'm good. A, I, I'm a fighter. I'm a mythbuster. I'm, no, I'm, I'm not really not a, I don't like using the term fighter, but I work hard to educate. In fact, that's what my master's degree is in education. Oh, um, right. I want to relieve women of the belief that they made themselves fat that they're unattractive, and mm. start accepting who you are. And like you say, the important thing is uncovering your inner purpose and living to that. And right. once you start being who you're truly meant to be, the focus is going to be coming off your appearance and, um, and having to look like everybody else. Right. And if there's a chance, to lose weight and maintain it, it's going to be in being calm and happy. Mm. You know, I have, I'm sending negative messages all the time to my tummy because my oh. tummy is where my gain, my weight. Now I've always had the weight, um, but now it, it has more or less centralized in my tummy, which they explain as one of the body f- functions as you age and um it's very frustrating i don't like that look and so but i would say that i've always had a little tummy so are we how do we relate to that because well you know the market is really making a ton of money out there because they all say i can get rid of your belly fat and i don't believe they can you're right you cannot. You lose weight. You can't tell the weight where to come off. It, mm-hmm. You know, whenever I would go on one of my crazy diets, mm-hmm. um, and I have really one of the things that I'm very happy about my face is I have nice high cheekbones. Um, <laughs> but if the weight would always come off my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and that's what would happen. You, you can't tell the weight where to come off. You can do um, exercise to try and tighten the muscles around a particular area, but there are and there are different theories which I don't think anyone has really proven um, yet. But um, 
that belly fat can be from hormones that mm-hmm. change as we age. Yes. Um, a lot of people will tell you that you need to have uh, more progesterone mm. um, because as we uh, age, our pro- not only does um, estrogen go down, but progesterone goes down. Right. And so that's one of the things. Um, mm mm-hmm. And the other thing um, can be stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, but it's not but just the thing women. Is hating it is not going to make it go away. And in fact, that kind of mindset of mm-hmm. negativity towards yourself is stressful because your brain doesn't know whether someone else is attacking you or you're attacking yourself. Yeah. So, right. you know, what's going to happen is uh, you're going to have these cortisol levels that change in your body, and that can be actually adding to mm-hmm. um, the, the area of, around your belly with the excess. Well, I'm not even going to call it excess. It, it, it can be from just um, aging. I mean, look at the, well, the movie stars that you, you knew when they were young, right? Yeah. And now look at them now. Right, their body, the yeah. majority of them. I've also again. heard this, that in healing yourself, you can actually talk to your, have this this practice of looking at yourself, yes, nude, in front of the when the mirror, and you actually um, um, say, I love my body, you go through, and you actually go through your body. Do you do, you do any do you give any value to that exercise? I think. I mean, it that, is trying to change your mind, but shift. Yeah, I think that for a lot of people, especially I know with EFT tapping, uh-huh. they object to saying um, the the karate chop point, the setup statement. I completely love and accept myself and my body. They mm-hmm. they can't say it because they don't feel it. So uh. what I would say is. Before you can love your body, you're going to have to get to neutral about your body. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, find the things that are good about your body and what it's done for you and how it's gotten you to, to where you are and say, I accept this is my body and mm-hmm. um, I appreciate how my body has gotten me to this point in my life. Mm-hmm. And tap on that. And then if you're going to do tapping, instead of saying, I completely love and accept, I would say, I choose to love, accept. Oh, that's a and, good change. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, forgive. Yeah. Because yeah. we just are so hard on ourselves. Indeed. We are. I know that you have a a wonderful gift to give my listeners out there. You want to tell us about how we, how they can get to, I've already been there, how they can get to you because you do have a great uh, website to visit and learn more about you. So would you share with my audience about how they can get more information from you? Oh, certainly. Thank you, uh, Joyce. Um, I have put together a report that has 10 powerful solutions to stop stress eating. So where I like to start with people is to understand if they're eating from stress. And most women, I mean, when you think of everything that we do in a day, 
even women who, you know, if you have young kids or if you have old parents, you know, or you're somewhere in between where you might have both, mm-hmm. your responsibilities are tremendous. And, right. I, I mean, we have stress. And so these powerful solutions are going to be centered not about what you're eating, but what's mm-hmm. eating you. Right. And the, the one that's going to work best is the one that you do. <laughs> so I, I like give that. you a menu <laughs> of different solutions. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do the same one every day, although I do uh, meditate um, every night, and I have found that that has been an amazing help with my sleep. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. Since I, yes. I started meditating, I have never slept better. I used to wake up five times at night and go and pee and, you know, whatever. Oh, now yeah. Sleep through the night. Yeah. Um, but there are, you know, things that you can do quickly, and there mm-hmm. are things that can, you, you know, you can take more time and do. So this, um, this report, I actually did an, audit, um, an audio of it. So you could read it or you can listen to it. Um, you can take your time and uh, listen, take notes, and then practice. And it's on both on my Facebook page, which, which is Stress Eating Solutions, and it's mm-hmm. on my website, which is Stress Eating Solutions, uh, <laughs> plural, dot com. com. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, please get it right to me. Tell me how it's working for you. I know that you've got the uh, report, and um, I, I love hearing from women. And in fact, um, if anyone wants to go through this, try it, and um, then be interviewed for my upcoming book. You could, um, I would love to hear from you. Or I don't have to use your name if you feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. Um, or I can use your name. And How do you, you would be helping others, you know, right. with your story. Do you work with clients? Yes, I do. I do private coaching. And uh-huh. I'm going to be setting up um, a group, uh, Stress uh, Stop Stress Eating um, group. And I want to keep it small. So uh-huh. that everybody gets the attention that they need. And, um, yeah, I'll be doing an upcoming webinar shortly. Mm-hmm. So if people get the, uh, the report, they'll, uh, be alerted to when my webinar is coming up. And if, I will be giving a lot of information during that. If they go to your website and sign up for the 10 powerful solutions, to end stress eating, which I really recommend you listeners out there do this for yourself. It's full of wonderful suggestions. It's got the breathing exercise because I'm looking at my copy right now. Does that, because we do need to leave our email, does that put us on the list to be notified when you do your group coaching? Yes, that's exactly what it will Uh do. Uh Uh-huh. And is there a place on your website that if we want to just go directly to working with you or that they can get to you? Yes. I mean, is there a place um, to leave their name? There is. I have a, a contact um, form um, on the website. 
And um, I also um, have, uh, looking at this right now, uh, you can mm-hmm. access the, my, the book, The Diet Industry Lies, that will take you right to um, Amazon, so you can read mm-hmm. it and get some information from there. And then you yeah. can find out about the Stop Stress Eating program. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of your uh, program. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's, yeah. like I said, it's based a lot on what HeartMath has done, but it goes a lot further because... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like, you know, utilizing the other um, training that I have in yoga, which, by mm-hmm. the way, power yoga, uh, people who do power yoga lose uh-huh. a little weight, but then they gain it back. But people who do gentle yoga, which essentially is for relaxation response, mm-hmm. end up losing weight but maintaining it because, you know, Joyce, that's the thing that everybody forgets when you see a new diet comes out and you know, it's on right. television and, you know, oh, this is going to help you lose your belly fat and you're going to lose 18 pounds in a week and all of these <laughs> things that they promise. But they don't tell you that, yeah, for most people they can lose the weight, but for that 95 to 98%, it comes back. That's mm. the problem. Right. We want something that if you're going to be in that 2%, you're going to be able to maintain the weight loss. Otherwise, it's a total waste of time um, mm-hmm. and, and effort and beating yourself up. So mm-hmm. I, I want everyone to learn to be gentle and compassionate with themselves. Maybe be the kind of parent you didn't have, or if you're lucky, Listen to the want and love that, you know, a, a, a real caring parent would give you, uh, the support. Mm-hmm. I love you the way you are. And mm. you know what? If the weight comes off, I'll love you even then. <laughs> Not I'm going to be happy then, I'm happy now, and I'll be happy right. then also. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like you have offered a great solution for women dealing with their weight, either through their stress eating or whatever the the way that food gets into our mouths and serves our body. Um, it's really, it is an ongoing, has been around forever, but it seems to be getting more and more difficult for us to lose our weight. I know the keto diet has been one that has kind of hit the market lately. And of course, I've tried that but um, and had success in the beginning. But now it seems very difficult to keep on it. But I am a meat eater, so I'm so adaptable to it. But anyway, I I really like that you bring up other alternatives to um, the way that we eat, that we really need to look at other, look at us as human beings and appreciate who we are. So I'm going to say a very quick goodbye, Leanda, Leanda for today, because it's been a just an awesome pleasure having you here. We've shared so much good information with the audience, so... I want to thank you for being sharing and doing what you do. 
to make sense. You're so welcome, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to myth-bust with (laughs) your listeners um, so that maybe they will be a little more gentle with themselves, drop Mm -hmm. their stress Mm -hmm. level, and enjoy food like it's meant to be enjoyed. And, um, yeah, please feel free to contact me. I'm happy Mm -hmm. to help anybody to get to that point. Well, thank you. So I encourage you to go to her website. Uh, What's your website? Where is it? Where is it? I'm looking for it. Our Stress Eating Solutions. Yes, dot com. Visit. Sign up for the end of solutions. Yeah. Sign up for the 10 Powerful Solutions. I appreciate that you came today. You got good information that you can implement into your daily lives. And I hope that you will be here next week as we explore another transition in our lives. I so appreciate that you came today. Have a great week. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 